Elliot. Hello, that's me. I, I, I once in a while say things on this podcast that people may construe as a bit uh, over, overhyped, hyperbolized, overzealous. Yeah, but today I'm here to tell you that North America's back. North America's back, is it? Yeah, and the reason Why I can say this is because they've won their first championship in the last five years in a first-person shooter. Already. <laughs> We're already not talking about Counter Strike. No, that's the shooter. that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Is we're talking about Valorant. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. As, as we all know, <laughs> no problems with Valorant at the moment. Nothing strange going on there. Absolutely nothing weird going on in Valorant. So, absolutely so nothing at all. Uh, but yeah, no. The reason I, I wanted to bring this up because there are three former uh, Counter Strike members that won the Valorant Championship, and one of them has a kind of interesting story behind them um right so calm used to play for a bunch of na teams uh ethan obviously was on every na team other than liquid actually no he was just on eg slash energy yeah yeah um and then the important one um that i think gets a lot of credit which she very much deserves is potter who is the coach for that team who was also the an opera igl for uh not like what clg red I'm an analyst um, yeah. for Flashpoint. There's a few other events as well. Yeah, no, she's great. And can, uh, just, we, I wanted to put congrats. That's, that was that was it. That's the whole intro. I, I would just like to say, <laughs> I'm sure the irony isn't lost on you, but the irony of saying NA is back and then talking about former Counter-Strike players doing something, just not only is it not back, it's about as far from being back as possible because players who have left are being successful in other games. It's it doesn't okay. get much more further away from back than that. R- Riot may be fucking up their game so much that we get players back now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this. It's too late by now. On this episode of Overtime and Inferno, we'll go over soccer's new entrance into Counter-Strike. Football TSM's for the rest of us. TSM's long-awaited join, and we'll talk about the first week of ESL Pro League. Until that point, roll the intro. You know the you know the video of the office uh where Daryl and Oscar dance on Daryl's last day? Sure. It's like a gif. I'll send you the gif, but they're all doing sure. like dance moves. It's great. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh I want to start with the big story today, and then we'll get into the smaller stuff. Which was uh, the big story? The the ESL Pro League is the big the story. ESL Pro League. The ESL Pro League, uh, there are about a trillion groups as per usual. There's 32. I know I know the I know the American education system is not great, (laughs) but there are four groups. Okay. There's 32 teams. That I can count. Yeah. Um we're only gonna talk about one of them. The way we generally do Pro League around here, if you're new to the show, is we take group week by week by week. So this week we'll talk about group A, next week B week after C, week after D. And when we talk about the next group, we'll do a little refresher on what ha- actually happened with the uh, with the prior group in the prior week before. So this will be half one of our group A coverage. Uh, so to start, group A, Vitality, best team in the world. Uh, Astralis, A team in the world. <laughs> Ninjas and Penahoma. Probably, probably top five. Yeah. 
Okay, Ninjas of Pajama, definitely a team in the they're, world. They're not top five. Yeah, <laughs> they're not top five. Um, Furia, Moby Star Riders, also Greyhound, Gamer Legion, and a team that no one here has heard of, except for you and Nightme, probably, which is Orcs, a Polish team that has former Optic Gaming IGL HS in it. Every time I see HS, like every time I don't see him, I forget he exists, and then I see yep. him, and I'm like... Good on you. You're still fucking. You're still chasing he's, the dream. I like that. He's been around. Yeah, he's he been played for years. Gorillas. Yeah, he's like, he was a good player, but he's kind of in that like Mihu, Calix, until recently Diha bracket where they're like talented, but they seem to only join really cursed rosters. So you never actually know if they're any good. Or oh, not. there was there was another one of those that joined that Envy roster, but I can't remember who it was. Um. Um. Was it Android? Android was talented, but you know, American, so he was never going to do anything. Okay, uh, it, it was one of those players that joined one of the one yeah. of the envy rosters that Nifty was. Being, I think they uh, had Mihu at that point. They no, they absolutely did. Carrigan was also on that roster for like three days. It was a weird. Carrigan had Car- the Carrigan roster is the weirdest roster I've ever seen. It genuinely, when you see the, I saw the announcement pick again recently. Yeah, I, and it looks <laughs> photoshopped. It's, what is Carrigan doing in this picture? It's Cutler, JDM, Nifty, Drone, and Carrigan, which is the weirdest roster for so many reasons. Yeah. There's two Orpers, neither of which are particularly good. I mean, I quite like JDM, but let's not fuck around. And then yep. Drone, less said about him, the better. <laughs> Cutler, who again, I liked, but he clearly wasn't very good. He was, 30, he was 30 at the time. Yeah. He wasn't he was like... A- Ooh, and then Carrigan. your firepower. Yeah, and it was to replace Polo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that team, you know in like 1984 when they go back in history and remove things that happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to do that with this team. Like, we need the to worst, remove the okay, history of it. But like, here's the thing. The worst part about that team is it's not the most cursed NA team. <laughs> No, I think it is there's, the most cursed. No, there's like seven iterations of Cloud9 that we no, forget no, no, about. No, no, this one's more cursed. The I... Kiyoshima Flusha Cloud9 team? No, 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 no. The worst Cloud9 team is the one with <laughs> Zelsis and Kiyoshima. I think it was. That team makes, <laughs> That team is, like, ridiculous. But it's, it is not more cursed than Carrigan playing with JDM, Nifty, Drone, and Color. I'm sorry, it's just not more cursed than that. It's not. Uh, this is one of those teams that... It's one of those teams where you go, hey... Um, fuck. <laughs> like, who's opping on this team? I don't know. We'll opt by committee. Who's IGLing on this team? I don't know. We'll IGL. No, no, by no. Please, please, for the love of God, do not let anyone else other than Carrigan or let Ingame meet on that team. No, that I is, know, but that is the worst <laughs> you could possibly there's, there's like three, two and a half IGLs on that team. Yeah. Between Nifty, Cooper, and Carrigan. Cutler, there's. Dude. Yeah, that's what I meant. Cutler and Carrigan. Right? I'm not sure Cutler was. That's why I said half. Either, yeah. So I put. Half. Oh, yeah, I thought Nifty was the half. Cause... No, Nifty was a full IGL. He IGLed for Renegades, hmm. and you've got two and a half oppers. Because let's be real, Carrigan was an opper on that team, or he should have been. Uh, he was probably no. the best opper on that team. No, no, no. JDM wasn't that bad. He was fine. I liked JDM, man. He I'm sorry. Right. I'm I'm looking at the old Cloud Nine lineups. I forgot that Golden joined this team with yeah. Sticko at the same time for a bit. Sticko on Cloud Nine 
was genuinely really good. Like, Cajun B was on this team. Yeah, that one was cursed. That one was cursed. <laughs> I'm not going. Gonna... <laughs> I'm not saying those Cloud Nine rosters were good. No, or made any sense. It's just Carrigan went on to win a major after being on that team, and he was in a like he was in a major final before that team. No, no, no. He was. He's on great teams beforehand. He had this fucking lull in the middle of his career <laughs> where he's playing with Nifty and Drone and then goes on to win a major later on. Like, he went to two major finals after that team. Like, doesn't make I'm sense. Sorry. I've got one more team that, that won't work out now. Mixwell, Kusta, Daps, Tens, and Automatic. I'm going to keep it early. I liked Kusta. <laughs> I liked Kusta. Good player. I don't know where anyone plays on that team. I... <laughs> do, you know, do you know who Kusta is? You know, like the my equivalent to Kusta is this is going to sound ridiculous. JaVale McGee, <laughs> really like actually no, no, actually that's... quite good, but has these moments where he just like he's a bit of an airhead. And is famous for that more than how, how good he actually was. Well, he was actually quite good, but because There's he had so the many... famous not diffuse moment, everyone just thought he was rubbish. And it's like <laughs> JaVale McGee was always on Shaq and a Fool, so everyone thought he was rubbish. But actually, he was quite good. And there's your daily Counter-Strike to NBA comparison. Yeah. Uh, another viable candidate there could have been J.R. Smith. Um... I don't know if he was actually any good. I, I not He wasn't that, bad. He was... Yeah. He was fine, but he but he does he have did, the... he did forget the score. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the famous LeBron moment. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So Orcs is the last team. They're coached by Tenski, <laughs> who you may <laughs> nothing to do with Orcs <laughs> at all. <laughs> who you may remember, um, because he used to be a player for a really long time, and he played for Norvavind and Rogue, which also had some cursed lineups. We could go through a real day of cursed lineups if we really wanted to. Um, and Dean and Toss and a bunch of other teams that were just kind of around. Um, <clears throat> they're going to be your big underdogs for the event. Um, <laughs> I can say that for certain. Yeah, they, they um, also kick off by playing against Vitality, I think. Yeah, so they got in through the NC Europe Qualifier, which I do not know what NC stands for. Uh, it doesn't say North anywhere. and Central, probably. Although sure. They're, they're Polish, so they'd, you'd assume that would count as East, but... Maybe there was no East. I don't know, man. I don't know. Was there? I don't. I did look this up before, but I can't remember. There was. There's not. uh, There's two NCEU qualifier teams. I don't know. But I don't know. Whatever. Um, Orcs basically got through their their group and stuff. Uh, They didn't actually even play a final for this event. They just did semifinals, and whoever won the semis got through. Mm-hmm. Um, but they beat out teams like Bad News Eagles, Alternate Attacks, and Into the Breach to get here, which was the important bit. And uh, the Looking for Org team, which is former Double Pony. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, not like, to be confused with Australian Looking for Org. That's a different Looking for Org. I will say uh, it's not looking good, Brev, for Bad News Eagles. It's not looking good. They well, cannot buy a win. In any no, event at the moment. But have historically, they haven't been able to unless it's a major either. True, but like there was a period after the major where they looked half decent. And now the they're Copenhagen? like Copenhagen. I can't remember which or one. Or Antwerp. Like, like they've they've been doing well and then Paris. recently they've just been really awful. And I only know this because I keep seeing Devil Walk tweet apologies on Twitter. 
<laughs> so I went and looked up, and they're just not doing well at all. Um, you just I I want to believe the magic is still there for the major, but I'm I'm starting to wane. Yeah, I I hope that they're one of those teams that. First of all, I hope that they continue because I have a friend who's Kosovoan, Kosova, Kosova. And he actually thoroughly enjoys the fact that this is a Kosovo team and like the prime minister and stuff. And that makes me feel all like good and happy inside. Um, on the other hand, if they're not going to play well, then just let's, I think they'll stick together. It, I, it, I hope so. I also, this, this team spirit, there's a couple of teams that get major buffs in 2025 yeah. uh, when there's no more uh, partnering agreements. Yep. And there's a possibility that they might actually be able to compete in like pro league or something like that. So they could have done it if they qualified ahead they, of Orcs and Eternal Fire. Like that's not uh, those are not teams that correct you shouldn't be beat. Like those, those yeah, are teams but that are very beatable. It's not a major, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I promise you, it matters. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's talk about ESL Pro League C eighteen Group A. So we listed the teams. That was about 17 minutes ago. So I'm going to quick run them again because we went on a very long tangent. <laughs> um, Vitality, Orcs, Astralis, NIP, Furia, Movistar Riders, Greyhound, and Gamer Legion. Which one, uh, which one is Cooster on again? Is it Movistar? Cooster's on all of them. <laughs> Gamer Legion just won against Greyhound 2-0, though it was a little bit of a closer match than... Actually, probably about as close of a match as people would guess. How did Greyhound consistently qualify out of the Asian region? But do so much worse than Mongols and now Cyclone seem to. Mongols, yes, yeah, Cyclone for everyone. That's the rare former Rare Adam team. Uh, I mean, e even the the former Encore guys, the the uh, the Australian yeah. looking for org. I'm not I sure mean, they did you, much either, but 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 my point is is that you could uh, you there, there's a there's a a fight to be made about it. Um, yeah, I, I mean the. It, the way that they got through was the they were the Australia and New Zealand Championship season oh, sixteen. Okay. So was a, but like even so, when it's Asian qualifiers, Greyhound always do really well domestically, and then don't do as well as the Mongols in Europe, and don't do as well as Cyclone in Europe. And I mean, I'm kind of interested to see how Lin Vision do because Lin Vision have been on a bit of a tear recently. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. But like, it feels like they've got a bit of a mental block against European teams. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of teams. I don't know. I'm let, let's focus on Group A for a minute. So, uh, Greyhound is down to the lower bracket now, as of like six minutes ago. Uh, Gamer Legion through to face the winner of Furia Movistar, which is currently a thirteen thirteen map two. Movistar um, won map one, I think. Movistar did win map one. Uh, there is a tweet I would like to bring up um, from friend of the pod Ryan at Dust oh, I saw Media. This. Uh, <laughs> Which says, fool me once, Furia, that's on me. Fool me twice, that's okay, you'll be back next time. Fool me thrice, no, really, it's okay, it's just a fluke game. Fool me four times, bro, no, seriously, you got this. Fool me every day, please, Furia, please just win. I know you can. God, I just want you to be good. <laughs> I will say the good news for Furia is that Chaos Arato seems to be back. He went off on map one, which is a good sign. Yes. they without Chaos Arato, they will not be the best... <laughs> The best they will team not... in Brazil. They won't. They won't yeah. be the best team in Brazil. Never mind anywhere else. Like, first of all, make sure you're the best team in Brazil. Um, and without then we can Kesarato, talk about. They won't be. Then we can talk about things. Yeah. Um. I we have talked a lot about Furia on this show recently. 
and by talked about, I mean said we're not going to talk about Furia. Yeah. <laughs> well, now KSR is back, we can be a little say, bit more critical. I, and they're still not winning at the moment. No. So, you know, it's a little bit of a worry. But they could still win this game. They could still do well. You know, yeah, very much a small sample size. I want to give everyone a quick reminder about the Movistar lineup because it's changed. It's odd. It's a little weird. Uh, so, obviously, Sun Pius no longer on the lineup. Um, that happened a bit ago, but I just want to want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Oh my god, I've just uh, looked at the scoreboard. Kesaras was 35 and 17 and it's Oh, 30, he's back. 13. I, oh, he's so I back. I know he was good on mat one. Oh, he's so back. It, um, <laughs> so this lineup now is Alex Mopaz Martinez Just, who is uh, Portuguese. Portuguese, and Adam, who is Romanian. So they are now I assume speaking English, um, possibly. I, I I don't know I how good the Spanish so. of a Romanian is. Um, well, yeah, you. Do, I mean, he might be of Spanish descent. You, you might you might just know Spanish. You never know. Um, obviously, Portuguese. I mean, I know Spanish, well. and I I can't communicate in Counter Strike in Spanish if I wanted to. Well, no, quite. <laughs> a lot of Americans speak Spanish. It's a lot rarer in England, actually. Uh, it's because we have Mexico, Mexico right Mexico. below us. Um, well, we our choices in French school, German. well, our choices in school are French or Spanish. Generally, I know some schools, like my high school, started offering uh, Chinese. That's cool. when I got there. I have a I friend liked... who got an A level in Chinese when he was eleven because he's half Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my my problem is that uh, I. I, I would have done Chinese other than the fact that I had like three years of Spanish already done from yeah. middle school. And I was like, I don't want to fucking give this up now. Okay, I started back learning to... French when I was like eight and I'm yeah. still useless at it. <laughs> oh, I can, I can speak the best Spanglish you've ever heard, but that may be it. <laughs> um, yeah. Now is the, now may be the time where we start actually talking about Furia um, as a, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Because um, pr- previously it was like, oh, it's okay. Kesaras is not fragging. Like you're gonna, like you're gonna struggle. But now he is fragging. They're still and, struggling. Those heat yeah. sides are still disjointed. I mean, they've just lost. Well, the, okay, they've just let's lost be, a two v five, a five v two. By the way, let's uh, be very clear. Kesarado not struggling. Yeah, I mean, he, he's rest of Furia. <laughs> That's yeah, where we're having our issues. Um, it's bizarre. So something I want to point out is that. Um, Art recently has not been very good. Not that I really ever would have said good and art in the same sentence to this degree, um, but he, he uh, the the early days of this team, he was quite decent. Yes, I, I agree. The early days of this team, um, but the way that this team needs to function is art needs to be a impactful player. The way that they've switched around drop and safe for fallen and cello feels that drop uh, uh drop art now needs to kind of take the shit rolls that uh drop was taking before because yeah. you want to put cello in situations to succeed and fallen is fallen. Um so it feels like you kind of need to get an amount out of art that you're not getting right now, and it feels like the the traditional thought of Art, I'm going to run and die and give all the information to my teammates and we're going to win a 4v5 because my brain's just massive isn't going to work anymore. And to be fair, I don't know if it's worked in a bit. I, I will say, I don't think in this series it really <laughs> seems like art. Oh, like you're saying you're not getting the production you want out of art, but they're really not getting the production they want out of cello. cello the, this series specifically. Good in two. This series specifically, yeah, I yeah. agree. But 
generically, they have been getting decent performances out of Chella. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this team... The, the thing with this team is they do have a lot of pieces who aren't massively consistent. Chaos Arato <clears throat> is generally pretty consistent. And he's pretty yeah. consistently world-class. Yeah, he obviously had that blip, but there were extraneous circumstances, whatever. The problem is was he get was up and down. Yeah, Cello is up and down. Yuri's up and down. Yuri's oh, massively got, up and down. Yuri's up and down, but I feel like he has a a smaller like box of being up and down within. I I don't. I I think Yuri's kind of gone under the radar for a while as being actually quite underwhelming because Furia haven't actually succeeded. People haven't looked that closely. I actually think Yuri is. He's not been great for a while now. He he was a large part of the reason they were good in the first place. And then like Chaos Arato has leveled up and Yuri has plateaued and maybe even started to go downwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a new roster, she'll give him time and maybe he can refine that form. But I, I kind of think Yuri's actually a little bit disappointing. But they have a lot of pieces <clears throat> who are very inconsistent on this team and they will have off days. The hope is that they have more good days than they have off days, and you're almost better off being inconsistent if you're not the best team in the world. Because if you can hit ten sometimes and five other days, you're more likely to win something than if you're just a consistent seven or eight. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's fine to be inconsistent, but at the moment they don't seem to be having the uh, the top end of that consistency. So I want to I want to say the reason we're talking a lot about Furio here. Um, so the way that ESL Pro League is set up is uh, top three from your group go into uh, playoffs. So the two upper bracket winners and the lower bracket winners. Yeah. But they have what's called the last chance bracket where all the other teams go through and fight out and duke it out for one more spot. Um, so theoretically, you're getting totally top four teams. And Furia, at least on paper, should be fighting for that fourth spot, right? So if if I had to guess ahead of time, right, we're looking Vitality, Astralis, NIP, Furia, Gamer Legion, right? Those those would be five, right? I don't see Orcs, Movistar, or Greyhound getting through. I could be wrong on Movistar, but I don't see the other two getting through. So we have to actually talk about Furia in the lens of, are they a top half team in this group? Because that's what we're looking for here. Yeah. We're looking for what are our top four teams. And it's quite hard to say. It's, yeah, it's hard it, to be sure on is. that. Which is worrying because they've always been that. It's worrying that we, we can't be certain that they're actually one of the best sixteen teams in the world. This is essentially what you're looking at. Yeah, we have thirty two teams here, so we're we're yeah. we or or even the best one of the best four teams out of this group of eight, right? Yeah. Let's we can even shrink it down. I think right now Gamer Legion and NIP are probably a better team than Furia. Put it this way. If there was a best <laughs> of three to go through and it's Furia versus NIP, I've got absolutely no <laughs> idea who I'm putting my five pounds on. The best part is that could be a real thing. And yeah. I'm real excited for that. Genuinely um, no idea. <laughs> let's move on. Um, we didn't talk a... We didn't talk a huge about, amount about Gamer Legion, but I don't have a huge amount to say about them. They're like, um, cool, like very good, and it's not even that quiet yeah. anymore. But I think no, they're just still... good. They're just solidly good. 
Yeah, I think um, people still expect that they're going to fall off, and maybe they will, but they're they're pretty good. I, a few inches lost, by the way. Oh, look at that! I think today's Gamer Legion Greyhound game went as exactly as we would have expected. Yeah, right. Gre- exactly. Greyhound historically have been good at doing a little upset kind of stuff, and it makes it a little bit harder for teams to generally, you know, get they, something they, going. They usually lose in a close two zero. Yeah, or at least one and, map is close. Sometimes they get blown out in the second. But today was that. So business as usual for Gamer Legion. Yeah, G- Gamer Legion are, are good. I want to leave the Astralis and IP game for last. Yeah, because I have thoughts on that. Uh, Vitality Orcs should be a so Vitality. You don't have thoughts on this. <laughs> oh no, I have thoughts on this, but they're very different thoughts. Vitality should be the favorite of this group. I don't think that it's very mm-hmm. controversial of me to say this. Yep. They are the best team in the world, and Probably. they got better by adding Flame Z. Probably, um, there. I don't see another team in this group other than maybe Astralis holding a candle to them. But I really don't think that even Astralis can do that. I, I no. truly that think that this scary. is. I, th- this should vitality group, and I, I'm not particularly worried about that. Right? Yeah. Um. There's no conversation to be had about Vitality unless they bomb out, which they won't. Yeah. They're, There's they're... not really anything to say. And Orcs, we have no expectations of, so... Hey, I mean, you know, Orcs can come in and maybe they make like a, a lower bracket or a last chance qualifier run, and we will have a large discussion about them. Yep. But for the time being, I just, I don't see a huge... They might be better than Greyhound. If that's our if that's our bar, better than Furia. Honestly, they might be better than Furia. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the other team that theoretically might be better than Furia. Um, NIP and Astralis play. They actually play about an hour. They play an hour after we're recording. So by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know the result of this match. Yeah, you'll know. The problem is Astralis just won two zero. It was sixteen five on overpass. 16-8 on Ancient. Astralis will pick Ancient, and they'll win. NIP, I think, pick Overpass, and they'll lose. So here's the problem. While that should definitely be the... Uh... Probably. I don't, I, I don't know NIP's map pool, because <laughs> yeah. I hate watching them. I, NIP are I terrible them. to watch. No, I, well, okay, I, so, I, so, I, I will qualify why I think they're really boring to watch. It's because... We have seen this roster for a year, and we know that it doesn't work. We know that Rez and Brolan and Config are not enough firepower to compete against the best teams in the world, and their solution was to bring in Hampus, who is a little bit better than Alexi B as a player. But realistically, we, we've we already seen the peak of this roster, and it's like eighth in the world for a couple of weeks. That is the peak of this roster. What like, what are we doing? We're just treading water. This this team is a waste of time. Like, I, yeah. I feel sorry for head. Like, you know what this is? this is like? Trying to make head trick look good so you can sell him for lots of money and buy an actual fucking roster. That's what we're trying to do here. Like, <laughs> you know who'd be a really great addition to this team that might help them? Device. Device. Well, that, <laughs> but the problem is that Hedrick is their best player. I, <laughs> He's the only one who's decent. Like. They need like four different. They need three different riflers. Like, I don't know. People this, think Rez is good, but I I don't see it. Like he's flashy, this, but he doesn't do anything. This team is maddening to me. Yeah, and now I've said Watch, all that, they'll get oh. out and fucking look brilliant. 
Well, okay. So like, here's the thing, right? We've been, we've been doing this podcast for like two and a half years now. And in our first episode or our first two episodes, we came up with a thing about Nip, which is that anytime you don't believe in them, they They suddenly become good. And every time you believe in them and hope that they have expectations, they're suddenly the worst team in the world. I'm trying to manifest them beating Astralis. There have only been two things we've ever said in this podcast that have gone on for that long and one is the fact that we've covered hunden for two and a half years somehow and the other thing is that nip are always terrible when you expect them to be good and great when you expect them to be terrible so yeah pretty much i i i just i just don't want to watch nip at these big like can we just watch spirit at this event instead do you know what i mean like can we we... spirit or a team who's actually somewhat interesting who might be good at this event can we invite mongols to this event yeah literally let's have mongols instead of nip at least might mongols do may be a better team than nip they're probably in this not. bracket right here they're probably not but at least we don't know <laughs> well at, at least the mongols game is fun to watch yeah usually i just I, d- I don't i don't like nip i've seen all these players too many times and they never do anything and now they're going to beat astralis and they're going to be the best team in the world until playoffs come around and then they're going to be awful again I want to finish our NIP discussion with everything we just said has nothing to do with head trick. Um, Yeah. I mean, like I feel bad for him because he's probably pretty good and, and it just really doesn't matter. But I've just, I've just refreshed the HLTV page of the Fury game. Lost two zero. Chaos Arata went 62 and 34. The next highest fragger in the server, Adam S with 41. He's so back. 21 he's, he's kills so more back. than anyone on the opposing team in a 0-2 loss. He He's so back. If you do cannot you, win with that on your team. I'm sorry. Do you, see the, do you see the ratings yep. for Fury over the match? 1.72 for Kesarato in a 0-2 loss. Not a 1-2 loss. Not a single map loss. In a 0-2 loss, he's got 62 kills. No one else no on his team broke one. There's no overtimes. He's over a kill around. And no one broke one on his team. No one broke one. 53 rounds. 62 kills. They've lost. <sighs> Zero two. Outrageous. All right. Um, let's do quick predictions. Uh, teams getting out. I will go in order. Vitality out through the upper finals. Uh, Astralis out through the uh, upper finals. But loss in upper finals um gamer legion out oh wait fuck that wait that's astralis nip gamer legion and vitality get through astralis nip gamer legion vitality uh i don't know if that's possible well (laughs) no no no, the way lower brackets work it may be possible so if i'm going in order i can't put astralis second so it's it's vitality Vitality one, Gamer Legion two, Astralis through lower finals, and then fuck it, Movistar Riders through the uh, last chance. All right, fine. Here's the thing: that last team, it's a fucking crapshoot. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> Fury I... may become good, NIP may be good team this week. Movistar, uh, they just two owed Fury. Like, well, the thing is, if NIP, fuck you want for me, if NIP lose, they go against Orcs in the lower bracket, and then they play. Uh, either Movistar or Gamer Legion. So it's quite likely they lose to Astralis, play Orcs, Movistar Riders, and then like 
um, whoever comes down from Vitality Astralis. Oh, okay. So they might play Vitality <laughs> or Astralis in the lower final. Yeah, that's a little. There's, oh, there's I see. some. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this is a problem. <laughs> oh, this is because. A problem. Because there's three teams that could realistically get through in that top half of the bracket, Vitality, Astralis, and IP. And so it becomes very odd with um with yeah. who plays who. Okay, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Marvy Star, okay. let's go. No, I, I think Marvy Star because I think Marvy Star play Astralis in the little, lower final and they'll lose. Yeah. I think they have like a little bit of it. So it's, it's like around. Vitality, Game of Legion, Astralis, and they then play in the lower the last chance stage. I but I, I don't really understand what's going on here, but it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. <clears throat> yeah. There's right. loads of games whatever to be it played, man. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about other things now. Uh, let's very quickly, super, super, super quick, talk about IEM Sydney, um, because this is the smallest of the rest of our bits. Yeah. Bet Boomer um, there, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Yes. So uh, Nafani will get a chance to like be at the same event as Cloud9, and I just really hope he outplaces them because there's so much talk about this new Cloud9 roster and how Nafani was the problem and all of this, and I just think he's being a little bit unfairly derided for this, and I would love it. I would love it if we beat them. It'd, it'd be so funny if he outplaces them. To be fair, I love this Bet Boom roster. It's like, great fun. I this this roster is just like players that we've said are like yeah pretty good players over the last like year or two. Zorte, Nafani, Siren. Actually, we never said Nafani was good. Zorte, Siren, Karyon. I, I don't mind Nafani either, but like I don't think I've ever gone and said Nafani is a great player. There's but no like, other we've region. definitely there's no other region in the world where you build a team of castoffs and you get players <laughs> as good as Zorte, Chiron, Siren, and Nafani. The re- like, even in Denmark, if you get yeah, the, if you get the players here. cut from like good teams in Denmark, you still end up with like borrow up and refresh, who are fine. Like Zorty, <laughs> Chiron, Nafani, fucking Siren are all really good players. Like, I thought for some reason you were just gonna say you end up with Astralis and then just leave it there. Well, no, because they got you know they got Device and Blame F who would be wanted by bigger teams and you know either way. Uh yeah, that's that's our big I am Sydney. Well, I'm more yeah, I am Sydney coverage. I just, shout it out to starts qualifying, and I'm excited to watch them against bigger teams. I am Sydney starts like a month and a half away, so yeah. we will we'll talk more about Sydney when we get towards it. Um, Lynn Vision's there, which means it'll be a fun event. Uh, okay, next on the board, uh, about a month and a half ago, we talked about TSM coming back into Counter Strike. We talked about Exitaz being the leader of a team involving a bunch of players that were good at the last major, and also Jax. Um, and then we talked about how that team was never actually going to happen because TSM didn't want to pay for a bunch <laughs> of stuff and Exitaz was out. And so this team didn't matter anymore. And now they've signed and now they're back and <laughs> they yeah. signed and everything's and the back. The rumor was they were going to join Guild. <laughs> and then I think that well, scared we'll talk, TSM into, uh, we'll talk about Guild in a minute. I, th- I think that scared TSM into signing them. So yeah, this team, just to give you a quick refresher, Jax, Valda, Inters, Cypher, and Moto. If you think this is a team of support players, you'd be right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw a comment on Twitter of some guy saying, I don't know much about CS, like, is this team any good? And some guy responded with, it's got good firepower. <laughs> and that, I've not been able to stop thinking about that. There are hundreds of things you can say about this roster, and very, Firepower's very few of them involve the word firepower in yeah. a positive sense. 
Um, I want to talk about my favorite addition to this roster, which is Lambert, the assistant coach, yeah. former LDLC player. Which says a lot from, about the former melty esports player with Alex and Mistow and Exitaz in 2015. No, you're a weird French esports lawyer. Yeah. This, um, like this team, for this team to be good, Cypher has to be Paris major Cypher consistently. Every day. Valde has to be 2018 Valde every week while in game leading. And one of Jack's or Inter's has to be good in a slightly better role than they're accustomed to. And the rookie has to be good. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to go right for this team to be good. Were you aware? Do you, do you know who the last people that TSM fielded a roster of were? Uh, Let me. I, I can not, give you a hint. Is it not the Danish Tw- team, like Carrigan? No, it? it was not. It was 2016. It was a North American team. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, so here's here's the bit. Right, is that. The last time they held a team was Reckless. I'm sorry. Relics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skylar. Yeah. Yep. Relics. Twists, Sick, FNS, and Semphis. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And just before, and, and I believe uh, Sean Gares was the coach of that team, who was removed because he was involved with the Player Association. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this team will be very good, but I, I don't think we're alone in thinking that. Nope. Um, I think this team could be interesting to watch because I think Cypher's legitimately interesting to watch. I've always liked watching Jax. Yeah, um, I like watching Jax because yeah. he's a, he's often a support and an entry and he, he does difficult roles, but he most games he has like a pop-off moment usually with... He he basically plays like I do. Like he uh, he takes shit roles and then just has like one round of game where he hits three one digs and there's nothing else for the rest of the game. And I fucking love that. All right, I'm gonna make an American football. Uh, this one will be lost on me. Analogy here: uh, the New Orleans Saints have a guy called Taysom Hill. The he most is American name I've ever heard. He is technically officially a tight end, which is someone who catches the ball but also plays quarterback and also plays running back. He basically plays every position on the field. And so they use him as what's called a gadget guy. And so he's just in, they throw him in in whatever plays he plays like 15% of snaps. But if he's going in, you know, they're doing something weird because maybe they'll, they won't put him in as quarterback. They'll put him in as tight end, but they'll run a play where they like throw the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage. And then he chucks it downfield. It's called a flea flicker. Um, or the, they'll do some weird shit because there's not many people with his skill set to just kind of do everything so at a decent level. You call that a gadget guy in England would call that a utility man, which I think is a it's, much, it's the same thing, same shit, but we have a much more boring term for it because we think of those types of players as extremely boring. <laughs> no, no, no. Games are fun with Taysom Hill in them. Yeah. Um, but the, the bit here that I wanted to go through is Jax is like the gadget guy for them. He's yeah. the utility man. He's. He'll do what you need him to do. He'll just kind of exist. He'll make he he will do what you need him to do at a above average. I'd say above average rule. He's he's, he's pretty good at yeah, most, like he is yeah. decent. But. Yeah. Um. That that's that's the bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Speaking of our, utility, man. 
Last story of the day, uh, soccer slash football um, has been getting more and more into Counter-Strike. Obviously, we have Neymar and whoever the hell owns KC Sports or whatever it is. Uh, Casemiro. Casemiro. Is that Andre Gomez makes- as well as an investor in G2 Esports, I believe. I'm, sh- I mean, Magic Johnson in basketball owns part of Team Liquid as well. Like, is that true? It, I didn't know that. Yes, I know the, uh, the, Shaquille O'Neal owns NRG or part owns NRG. He owns part of NRG, yes, as well as no, Northampton Town, I think. I I gotta send you a tweet, but um, Team Liquid made worlds, and Magic Johnson put a tweet out, and it's the most PR looking shit I've ever seen. Um, okay, so Alexander Zivachenko who I almost Zin- certainly Zinchenko. just butchered the Zinchenko, name. Zinchenko, yeah. Zinchenko, uh, who is a player for Arsenal, has just created a Counter-Strike team for Ukraine. Yeah. Um, With which Kane. Is Passion, yeah, Passion UA. Kane is the coach, and a bunch of players I've never heard of. The reason we want to bring this up is because this is now, like, the third team or so that we have really heard of that are... I am sports player. I now have team. There's quite a few. I mean, there's Guild as well, owned by David. So, Becker. so this was the other bit is that Guild has been. I think they announced that they were going to release a Counter Strike roster. Yeah, it was meant to be TSM. Were, and it's, yeah, no, it's not. But and Draken had formerly played for a Guild roster. Yeah, in Valorant, right? No, I think in Counter Strike and then in oh, Valorant. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Weird times. Guild uh, have a they have a female team, uh, women's team, I should say. Yes. Well, Guild have teams in Valorant and other esports as well, but Guild is a David Beckham owned team. So we see every day a couple more sports people getting into esports. Um, and that's just furthered with the Zinchenko um, investing into Ukrainian Counter Strike. Um, yeah. Important bit I want to talk about here uh, he's a face at level eight. Not bad. It's not, it's not I'm like a face at level three. This it's, guy plays football at a at a high for a. United oh, he's Kingdom a he's, a, he's a wonderful League footballer. Co- he's a wonderful he, footballer. He's a great football player and also is face at level eight. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he's, he's got okay, he's got plenty of time on his hands. To be fair, like, so he's rich and has plenty of time on his hands. Like, of course, he's getting so, good. I imagine as well, like he's probably so, he probably has some high powered friends. If you're a footballer who's into Counter Strike, there's probably Counter Strike players. There's, like, there's a remarkable number of Counter Strike people who are Arsenal fans as well, which helps. So, like, you know. So, I think. Um, so, so totally separate matter. But if you if you guys are looking to read something, the HLTV article on this has some absolute banger quotes. In, including i don't know in which way i can help the guys apart from investing definitely not any advice in game because i'm level eight on face it so for sure i won't give them any advice on how to play mission knows what to do better than i do um and then he talks about playing games with friends is complicated because i have two kids at home don't tell my wife i'm trying to do it <laughs> like it's it's a fantastic article um <laughs> look absolutely worth watching. zinchenko like, alexander if you're that I'm also level eight on face it right now. You want to run some duos? Uh, no, uh, no, it's it's like I have, to, I have two things to say on it. One is that it is really cool to see people who are like, genuinely not just good football players, but current football players investing. It's it's not a case of I'm retired and I need something to do. Like this is something like he wants to do. Yeah. Because you know he talks about how much he enjoys the like, esports and the, he almost like throws in shit like. 
oh, you know, I'm a footballer. But but the buzz of esports is completely unique. It's like, are you sure you want to be a footballer? It doesn't sound like you enjoy it as much as you enjoy video games. And two, it is a massive tax write-off. <laughs> it's such a good tax write-off. I mean, yes, all of this. Um, the, the bit I really want to talk about here. <clears throat> so I was watching the press conference of team owners for the LCS championship because I went on to a YouTube deep dive and had need to watch something during work. Um, and Steve from team liquid had like a conversation of like, how do you get fans? Right. Um, one of them is like, Oh, you're born into fandom, right? Like my family is a Mets family. So I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, another one is like, there's a geographical location area. Like, Oh, I live in Boston. I'm a Red Sox yeah. fan or something like that. And the other is by like winning and cultivating the the personality and stuff. And like esports teams are trying to do that. What I like about this, my biggest bit here, he is saying this is a Ukrainian team. We are going to be a Ukrainian team. It, they are, he is geolocating this team in such a way that I really like. Not every esports team can do this, but I really like the fact that this is Ukraine's team. Yeah. Which used to be Navi, but they've gone and done international things now but this can now be ukraine's team yep. the same way into the breaches britain's team or it, it was for 20 minutes the same way astralis is denmark's team yep. and nip theoretically at one point More was sweden's, sweden's yeah. team right that's always fanatic, the way that, even though it's based in england the the way that we can make these these geolocated of like because esports Steve was right when he said that in esports you don't have legacy yeah this is, like my this parents were liquid friends as well like and I I think what that leads to is that in in Counter Strike people hate es- um, hate upsets because in in football in the FA Cup when Manchester United lose to I don't know South End. Everyone loves that because a everyone hates Man United because they're a big team and everyone hates everyone knows Man United fans who are like who are awful like everyone just does because everyone supports Man United. Shout and, out to Neil, quite. <laughs> um, and, and b if you're the fan of a smaller team or a small team, you understand what it feels like to have your day in the sun as a small team, and so you recognize what it's like to support a team like Southend, and you can. You can really appreciate what it's like. Nobody in esports supports a random small team unless there is a geographical thing. So those geographical teams have fervent supporters, but like other teams don't. And so when there's big upsets, you don't really people don't feel the same. They just get annoyed that they don't get to watch G2 at another big event because they don't appreciate what it's like to be the fan of a small team because it doesn't really exist in esports because a lot of people in esports don't come from that traditional sports background. American sports don't really have the same thing because you tend to have promotion and relegation systems. So yeah, no, like I mean, there's definitely really small understand. teams. It's like a Kings fan is not the same as a Chicago uh, uh, yeah, Bulls fan, but of course, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Like everyone still hates the Lakers. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. the, the same level of like you don't have pub teams you don't have like fucking yeah, yeah, these yeah, tiny yeah. you don't have league two teams you don't have fucking uh i'm trying to think of a really small team that's trying to offend something solely whole moors you know you like you don't have teams like that you don't have teams that have 800 fans go and watch them and half of those are just there because there's no like there's no game there's in the big there. city this season uh, this this week like that doesn't exist and it doesn't exist in esports either and 
the only people who care about tier three games are betters and casters. <laughs> betters really do care. Um, as a totally separate note that has absolutely nothing to do with the rest. Uh, what what football team is Harry a fan of? Uh, Liverpool. Okay. Okay. You might wonder why he's a Liverpool fan when he lives where he does, but I'm not going to give away where he lives. He doesn't <laughs> live in Liverpool, so you know. All right. Um, I don't think we have anything else for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with Group A recap. Group B, look forward to. Um, you can find us on Twitter slash X or whatever the fuck it's called this week at, at Logan Ramhap, at Daisy Eskin, at Real TLDR. See you all.